Hey there, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Greg Detmar. Sitting across from me, I have Jenny J. Hill Hillebrand. And since the two of us are together here on a lovely summer day, and it's the first day of summer break, pretty much, this is the Instructional Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how goes it today? Well, I'm good. You you nailed it on the head when you said it was the first day of summer vacation. This is great. What Do you, do you have big plans for the summer? I don't. We, uh, we have five kids so (laughs) my goal is like survive and not to say i'm ready for school to start back up until at least you know june 15th or so oh so you're giving yourself a couple days give me a week yeah oh gosh no you'll enjoy this summer though the twins are getting a little bit older they are they'll be crawling around kind of rolling around they're all over the place leah scoots backwards which is kind of cute oh um jenny yeah what is your your favorite video game were you a big gamer back in the day I was, was so actual like gaming system. It would because I know we played a pretty I'm mean game of Super Mario Brothers three, and that and that's what I was gonna say. Isn't you it? kept using the uh, you used the power Ugh, power, power wings, wings. A little early. I told you not to use I was them. Saving you them did and then, not I don't listen. Know, you used them on that easy level. Um, yeah. So well, that's your favorite game, you think? Super Mario Brothers three. Well gaming system but i did original have a, nintendo yes but i did have a favorite game so uh back so jason and i have been together for about 20 years now which is crazy but um he actually had the little handheld nintendo mm-hmm. and uh he had the game tetris on there okay that was like addicting i could it sit there for addicting. hours jenny that is crazy that you just said tetris because today we're talking about the tetris effect so Tetris was your favorite game? Tetris was one of my favorite games, yes. I felt like it was one of those where I would tune out everything else that was happening in the room, and I would just be so focused on that little handheld game. Mm-hmm. And they still have it. It's in their drawer. I'm pretty sure that it still works. Pop some double A's in that bad boy and, and get yeah. her going. Yeah, I think Jason's dad still plays it every once in a while. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's a classic. And that's what we're talking about today is the Tetris effect. But before we do that, I feel like I should be able to share one of my favorite video games as well. What was yours? So for the original Nintendo, it was Battletoads. What? Yeah. You were like a toad, and you had to go around fighting people, and it was really fun. It was two-player, and you could have another toad fight next to you. Is that like Frogger? No. It was like, they were like Ninja Toads. It was almost like Ninja Turtles, but you were a toad instead of a turtle. Hmm. I think it might have been a rip-off game. I've never heard of that one, so... The other one in college, uh, Halo. I was big into Halo with the original Xbox. And that was before the worldwide intraweb really hit, and you could play online. Yeah. So we would connect a bunch of xboxes together by running cords across the hallway in the dorms sure and uh connecting them together so we could play with 16 people four people on each in each room that sounds awesome now kids just do it online they can be playing people in you know across the world <laughs> yeah so yeah you couldn't do that with tetris so definitely could not do that with so tetris. jenny let me tell you about a study that was done by the harvard medical school all right okay so they took 27 people okay and They said, hey, 27 people, we're going to do some research on you, and here's what it is. We want you to play Tetris for three hours a day and do that for three days in a row. And they soon realized that these people after the study were seeing Tetris shapes everywhere. They'd be like walking down the street and like looking at buildings and be like, Man, if I tipped that building over, flipped it upside down, it would fit right into that building. 
some people were even dreaming about the shapes. Like that's what they woke mm-hmm. up to seeing was like these shapes and seeing how can this fit with that. Well, imagine playing that game. I mean, I can see how that happened. You're sitting there staring at shapes for three hours a day, and it kind of it kind of becomes you. Yeah, you get stuck in that yeah. where you you experience what Sean Aker calls the Tetris effect within the happiness advantage, which is where, like those people in the study, even after they were done playing Tetris, they were still seeing Tetris blocks all over in their life. You still look, you were looking for things within your environment to see how you could, in a sense, play the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they probably even had that theme music going through their heads still. I can't quite hear the theme music to that one. Do you remember that one? Yeah. You do? It's not one I can really like imitate. You can't sing it? No. It's not like the Mario one. You can go, (laughs) do, 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 I'll have, to, I'll have to look that one up. Well, remember the music would get quicker as you would start to stack <laughs> like the blocks and you're like, oh, out. I yeah. can't make a line. Totally. Oh, totally. yeah. That was such a great game. So talk more about the Tetris effect and how um, how that study came, brought Sean to the idea of what the Tetris effect is and how it relates to happiness. Simply put, it's like if you're looking for happy thoughts or positive thoughts, you're more likely to find that than not. So, you know, we were talking about how I have a, a set of twins at home. Mm-hmm. Um, up until a year or so ago, I thought twins were a super rare thing. I was never noticing twins out and about. However, now that I have a set of twins, you know what I find quite often? You notice them more often. I notice I either see twins more often or it comes up in conversation where people are saying they have twins more often. Like in the last 11 months since we've had these twin girls... I've had more exposure to other people with twins than I have in my whole life. Not because those people weren't there. It's just because now that's front and center on my mind. I'm Mm -hmm. looking for that. You're more aware of it. So I had kind of a similar experience. Mine was not obviously with twins, but um, Jason and I, it'll be two years ago in August, bought a new vehicle. And it it was 2015, and we were buying a 2016 model, and we had to order it. So there wasn't many out in, you know, within the community. And I remember as we were driving ours, we never saw it, but I started to look at vehicles and say, oh my gosh, you know, the Chevy, that kind of looks like my vehicle or, oh, that one Mm kind of looks similar to my vehicle. And as soon as we bought our car, immediately, every time we saw one, I started to notice more Honda Pilots around like, oh my gosh, more people are driving them because you never saw them. And then Everyone's suddenly, got a Honda Pilot yeah. now, Jason. What were we doing? So once you're in the market for it and we picked it out, everybody around us seemed to have it and get it. And same color, same, you know. So, yeah, I, I had similar experience with that. Just it was front and center in my mind of that vehicle, and I was just more aware of it and more aware of other people driving them. It's crazy. Yeah. Like kind of taking a step back, just because you're not noticing those things, like you may not notice positive things in your life. And it's not it's not necessarily like – you're purposely doing it. It's just our brains take on so much each day. And in the book, Sean even says, like, out of the 100 pieces of information our brain receives, only 1% gets filtered to, like, our consciousness where we're aware of that. Mm-hmm. He had, did you, uh, in the book, he has you do that little experiment where he has you close your eyes mm-hmm. and tells, you, you're supposed to tell yourself over and over to really focus on red. the color red. Yeah. And... Prior to doing that, 
you may not have noticed anything red in your environment. And actually, as I'm sitting here right now, thinking about this experiment that he did, I noticed my blue chair. I noticed a blue basket. I noticed, you know, I'm saying blue. What were you doing during this test? Simple directions, Jenny. Think so, of red. So what do you do? Go. So I realize, you know, as I'm even talking about this, this experiment of looking for red within your environment, I'm noticing a red chair, a red bin, red on uh, pocket charts, red on anchor charts, reds all around, but it's not something that I would have noticed had I not put that focus at the front of my mind, which I love how, you know, he talks about when our brains are constantly scanning and focusing on positive things that we profit from from those. Um, there were three tools that he kind of talked about um, in this chapter, and that was happiness, gratitude, and, and optimism. So this is a great, this Tetris effect is a great tool for focusing on a lot of those gratitudes and things that we're optimistic about, you know, in our lives. It is, Jenny. And I think the Tetris effect, it works both ways. Kind of one of the things that I was thinking about as I, I read through this was how so often, like with student data, when we're looking at that, what's the first thing you kind of start looking for? If you have a chart and RLR data prints out in like greens, yellows, blues, and reds, where's your eye initially go? Oh, you go for the red. Yeah, you look for the ones. Tetris effect yeah. where you're looking for the negative right away. Right. And I feel like you can get stuck in that where it's like all you're looking for. And not to dismiss those negatives, but I think it'd be much more productive to focus on those positives yeah. first. How did we that. get how did we get those students who were in the green and the blue? How did we get them there? And what we did with them, how can we apply that to some of those kids maybe who are in those yellows and reds and more positively impact them? So instead of simply saying these kids are really low, what can we do there? Looking at these kids are doing a very nice job. Mm -hmm. How can we replicate that with these students here? Right. So Jenny what are some ways that we can uh, get better at putting ourselves into a Tetris effect? I, I actually brought an activity home for my family that we do, um, and it, it's the gratitude journal. So, you know, we talked about, you know, those three things that, those three tools that we have available to us that come from the Tetris effect, and that's, you know, happiness, gratitude, and optimism. And so one thing that you can do that I do at home every night still is we have our gratitude journal. And so every night... And, and when you say we, you're talking about your family? My whole family. Jason and all three girls have their... We all have our own little notebooks. And um, we started this after the training because this was one of the things that, you know, as we left the training, you had to pick one thing that you could do um, to just try to get yourself into a more positive mindset and mm -hmm. to be more happy. Um, so we brought these gratitude journals home. And every night before we eat supper, we write down three things that we are grateful for or three things that were really we were really excited about that happened within our day. Um, for most of mine, I felt like I was really pulling on things that happened at school, like really great things that happened at school with the people that I work with, um, coming home and talking about, you know, the days that the girls would clean up their bedrooms without me having to ask. Like, I was grateful for that. So I found myself, you know, the girls would clean their bedrooms, but I didn't necessarily always thank them for that. But through that gratitude journal and writing those things down, it made me more aware and it made me more apt to 
tell people what I was thankful for and what I was grateful for. But um, it's a family event. We share out all three of them before we eat supper. Jason's usually revolve around whatever we're eating at the time. Food. Food, yeah. Hey, there's nothing wrong with so, that. So charcoal, grill, you know, the, See, the steak American on the grill. way. Absolutely. Hey, so Jenny, as you were talking through that, you did a couple of things there. Mm-hmm. You practiced it. Yep. You were looking for positives. So knowing that tonight at dinner time, I'm going to have to share three things that I'm grateful for. You're probably on the lookout for those. Yeah. It definitely wasn't one of those things where you sit down and say, oh, geez, what happened throughout my day? It was something where when I sat down or even throughout the day as things would happen, I would think to myself, oh, I have to remember to put this in my gratitude journal tonight. So definitely made me more aware from the beginning of the day to the end of the day what I was grateful for. And could I have written down way more than three? Absolutely. So it was neat to actually go from maybe every once in a while noticing those things that I was grateful for or thankful for, but actually just making them available all the time. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, one of the the most powerful things I think you did there, which is a a way we can practice this as well, is involving other people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just you. It was your whole family. So on the days where maybe you don't feel like doing it, maybe the girls are like, Mom, we have to do our three gratitudes. Or maybe Jason's like, before we eat, I'm telling you that I'm excited to eat this steak. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it. And I, you hit that so, you said that so perfectly because it was so often where we may get into the rush of the night with gymnastics or softball or sports or soccer, whatever was going on in our night, that sometimes it was just, okay, hurry up and eat because we have to get somebody, you know, this person has to go here, this person has to go here, and I have to get here. It was more of a, you know what, we are going to take the time to fill out these journals and really share what we were thankful for. And sometimes not even just thankful, but, you know, we also talked about things that we were optimistic about. Um, You know, Claire was thankful that she was starting to understand math better, and she was optimistic that she was going to do really well on a test that she had, was, was about to take. So, it brought up really good conversations. It brought up more about, well, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. So it was just a really good way to bring a lot of the positive things that happened in our day to our family mealtime. And having a little conversation. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good stuff. At school, I try to start meetings with a win or yep. positive. And this year, toward the end of the year, I would really even let people know ahead of time exactly what type of a win I was looking for so that prior to that meeting they had a couple days where it was on their minds and they were thinking like what is a positive that i'm going to share out about my focus group or intervention group Mm -hmm. and they were looking for that we kind of say we're trying to tetris affect people put them into a positive tetris effect another thing we did and i know you did as well with the iowa assessment where We did all sorts of stuff for the kids before they took those tests just to put them in a positive state of mind so that they continued to look for that stuff. Mm -hmm. It was so cool to watch not only the reactions of the kids, but now that we've gotten those test scores back, I feel it's pretty evident that that made an impact, that those kids were in a positive state as they were taking that test, and it made a difference. I would agree. And it didn't have to be big things. You know, just what was the happiest day of your life? Simple things that just got kids thinking about positive things that make them happy. It was great. Yeah, well, I would we, agree. Our our test scores came back, and you can definitely tell that there was a difference. And hopefully, 
that it was some of those happiness advantage things that we incorporated with the students. We had one third grade girl in the midst of all this because we were doing stuff. We did something every Mm -hmm. day for him. She went home that night with a stack of sticky notes and she wrote every one of her classmates a little positive statement. And she came in before school and asked her teacher, hey, can I put some stuff on the kid's desk? She went around and she had a sticky note for each kid in her class. Think of the Tetris effect she must have been in where she was just looking for the positives, not only within herself, but also like so much that I'm going to acknowledge all the positive in everyone else in here as well. Yeah. And imagine just the excitement for the kids to get that note and maybe think, wow, that was really cool. Maybe I'll try that. You know, that Tetris effect, again, of getting other people to build upon that positivity Mm -hmm. and hopefully shifting more people's mindset to that ripples out it does rippling out one of the things jenny i've kind of talked about with a couple people since we've been doing the happiness advantage here is people questioning like do you just put on a happy face and smile and act like everything's all fine and dandy and it got me thinking I don't know, this part might get clipped out, but we're going to see how it goes because I did a little research on it. Are you aware of the uh, the Christian hymn, It Is Well With My Soul? I am not. Okay. So it was written by Horatio Spafford in 1873-ish. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He was a Chicago businessman, and he lived during the time of the Chicago fire, and his business was burnt to the ground. Rebuilt his business. The next year, his son died of pneumonia back in the 1800s so hmm. it happened yeah and then several years later in 1873 his wife and his four daughters were going to europe on a trip and he was supposed to go with them he did not go because he was running behind in business and said i'm going to catch a ship in a couple of days and i'll meet you there about halfway through the ship sank and he lost his four daughters his wife survived but he lost his four daughters Several days later, he hopped on the ship because he heard about this and he was going to be with his grieving Mm -hmm. wife. And he was crossing the ocean. And at the time they crossed the ocean, the captain called him up to his quarters and said, this this is the spot this ship went down. This is the spot your four girls were lost. And at that moment, he wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul. And the basis of the song is there's all these bad things happening. And he doesn't say... I'm happy, I'm giddy. He says it is well. And when I think of that, it's not like a fake persona of what you're feeling, but more or less just I know who I am and what I stand for, mm-hmm. and I know where I am going to come out on this. And it, it isn't great, but it's well. And I think it's the same with like the happiness advantage. It's not we're going to put a, a smile on our face when things are tough, but that we're going to stay in a positive frame of mind mm-hmm. where... We know how we react to stuff. We know how we go about handling ourselves. And it's more than just a smile. It's more than just being happy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, when you said that people say, is it, are are you, are you fake with happiness and are, and are you just putting on a show? I think it's okay for people at any time that, you know, you get down about something or something doesn't go your way. I think the power in, everything that we've been talking about with the happiness advantage is that we have the tools to feel that failure or feel that disappointment but yet move on from that that we don't stay in that negative mindset I mean I'm learning from it yeah I mean 
look at look at the tragedies that he had in his life and from those tragedies he still said it's well with my soul you know he was still able to move on from it but that wasn't going to bring him down and define what the rest of his life was going to be that's powerful it is i love the story i love the song so if you want to go listen to that one go go take a listen it's been around a long time we could probably even play it on the podcast because it's recorded so long ago or like it's probably out of copyright we won't do that though because you never know <laughs> you just when, never know when someone might come knocking on your door with a badge mm-hmm. and that would be good not very good um anything else jenny i'm uh i'm ready to go play some tetris i am too maybe i'll have to go see if i have some double a's at home and stop and, by and, and steal your the, steal your dad's game boy. game boy yeah absolutely so. So I encourage anybody listening today to uh, try the try the gratitude. They say that um, if you did this for 21 days, that this is something that could completely impact your life and shift you into that positive mindset. So I encourage each of you to each day write down three things that you are grateful for or thankful for, something that you're optimistic about, and uh, see if it makes a change in your life. Because that's going to force you to be looking for it hence putting you in a positive Tetris effect. Absolutely. Jenny, we have some exciting stuff coming up here in mid-June. We do. We are going to be hanging out. We're going to do some live shows at KPEC da, in da, Dubuque. Uh, that's uh, so exciting. Tuesday, June 20th, and Wednesday, June 21st, we have the opportunity to speak with Pete Hall, uh, Trevor Reagan, and Joe Beckman, all keynote speakers there. So I'm super excited for that. That's some big stuff. It is. I mean, I, we're talking live show in live front show of people. In front of tens of people. <laughs> Maybe. We might have ten followers that are ten, there. We'll see. Tens of people came to came to listen to us. Either way, we'll still release those. So that, those will probably blow up people's feeds for a while because we'll have like three of them out in, a, in two days. That's exciting. So, Also, we did have some listener mail. And this is someone you know. I'm not going to say any last names. But uh, hey, Don, we got your email. And I'm going to call this one, great job, guys. And here's a little suggestion. So she wrote, one part of her email said, I feel like I'm sitting in the room having the conversation oh, with you. Which is awesome. Yep. And uh, Don probably doesn't really know what it looks like being in this room <laughs> having the conversation. Because <laughs> there are a lot more ums. A lot more uh, sidebars and chuckles <laughs> that, that get uh, cut out just for I've time had, sake. I've had many conversations with Dawn before, face-to-face like this, so I'm, I'm sure she has a pretty good idea. So, And her suggestion, which it was a great is one. great, and it's actually something it. we did back in the day when we first started a little bit as far as adding a resource area to the website. So at the website, there's a resource tab, and any books and whatnot we mention will be plugged in there and it will be tagged with the show that it was in so right yeah. now there's not much there there is the happiness advantage by sean Aker, and over the course of summer i will try to go back and backfill but certainly as we move forward uh continue to put yeah. stuff in there too so thanks if- for that suggestion and the feedback don Yep. And if you want more information on the Tetris effect and what we talked about today, make sure that you read Sean Aker's book called The Happiness Advantage. Uh, it's a very easy read and a great read and definitely one that I think can uh, make some pretty significant changes in your life. And don't forget to check out our website, www.iccpodcast.com. You can find all our past shows there. 
our mini cast are there as well. And there's a bunch of little round circle buttons with, uh, you know, initials for Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Click on those. It'll take you there as well. We're hanging out everywhere. All over. All over the place. Any last words, Jenny? Nope. It's all you. All right. Jenny is running out the door. She's looking for AA batteries, and she is <laughs> off to get that Game Boy. As we leave, ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? Then, hey, wake up and do it, because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small intentional steps. Oh, Jenny, you're back. Awesome. Did you find those double-A batteries? I did. All right, will you close us out? I'll see you in three hours. All right. All right, everybody. Hey, go be awesome.